I'm Joe Padula. And this is Kelly Kellett and Bill Kellett. How you guys doing? Great. How are you? Good morning. Good morning. And uh, yes, this is the local news you need to know. Absolutely. Hey, uh, we're going to be going over some 9-11 stuff today. All right. Kind of a somber day. You know, you don't say happy 9-11 day. You know what I mean? It's, it's just not the right, uh, the right approach to it. People still do it, though, Kelly. Ever hear that? Ever hear anyone go, happy 9-11, right? It's just weird. You, you don't say it like that. So, uh, yeah, they're, uh, they're representing a blue cord at Realty, which uh, you hear us talk about all the time. You know the song? I, I sing a song about you guys all the time. Yeah, every yeah. show, every show. You know, it's uh, it's to the Jefferson's theme song, moving on up. But it's uh, you know, instead of we finally got a piece of the pie, it's bluecorrealtyclassroom.com. You'll, you'll hear it in a bit. Okay. Yeah. All right. You'll hear it in a bit. <laughs> yes. So uh, hey, do me a favor though, okay? Make sure to like, subscribe, hit that notification bell, the whole bits. Okay. Boom. Here, where's my bell? There we go. Ah. Uh, 23 years ago? 9-11? 22? Right? 2001. 2001 is 20... 20 oh, right. Yep. Damn. Wow. That's crazy. Ago. That is crazy, Bill. And we were at Riverfest this weekend, and we were talking to some of the younger people. Here, can you pull that mic just Sorry. a little bit closer? We yeah. were um, at Riverfest this weekend talking to some of the younger people, right. and they really have zero idea. About 9-11. About 9-11. It blows my mind. You would think it'd be taught. You would it think. It should be taught. It yes. should be, right. Right. Those who do not know their history are doomed to repeat its mistakes. That's a ding, Bill. That's a good ding right there. You got a, you got a nice ding. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> I think so. Yep, Tim Early, 22 years. What's up? Good morning, Tim. Uh, there are kids graduating college that weren't born when it happened, right? Yep. Yep. Good point, Tim. Good point. Uh, the media coverage of that day. I pieced together this video. This was uh, this was in uh, 2011. Yeah, September of 2011. I pieced this video together. Eleven years. And uh, that's crazy. Yeah. And I put this together because I wanted to, because uh, I was down there that day. You know, uh, this was uh, towards the South Tower. What's up, Justin? Good morning to you. He was in basic training that day. Oof. Hmm. Justin, that's interesting. I want to hear more about your story, too. Bill, where were you? I was in the bottom of the where. Joe Pitt's office is now and uh, doing training for the police department. You were doing training for the police department when you found out that uh, America was uh, was being attacked. Yep. Wow. I, I, I got questions about that here in a bit. Oh yeah, here's a uh, yeah. 8:46. We have uh, breaking news. This out of uh, downtown Manhattan. A plane has allegedly crashed into the World Trade Center. Just a few moments ago, something uh, believed to be a plane crashed into the World Trade Center. I just saw flames inside. You can see the smoke uh, coming out of the uh, of the tower. We have no idea. Yeah, that's what the it North was. Tower, it was a right tremendous there. boom. Just a few moments ago, you can hear around me emergency vehicles. You know, it gets it's surprising to me that uh, 
I, I really tried to find more footage of someone capturing this first plane hitting the North Tower. But all there really is is this one. And this was a uh, this was a tourist doing some type of documentary in New York that caught the initial start of it all. You know, it looks like a face, kind of. Oh, oh, right here. Yeah. Yep. Wow, Kelly. Oof. It does look evil, doesn't it? Mm-hmm. It really did look like a movie. It's like a dragon spitting fire. Man, what's up, Joe Quinters? How you doing? He was at the Fort Bliss, Texas, on 9/11. He was getting ready to go to uh, getting ready to go to uh, uh, NBC, of uh, course, that day. Man, Tim Early. That's not surprising. Why would uh, why would someone just be randomly filming and watching at 8 a.m.? I, th- I I know. I hear you. I hear. You. I got questions about 9/11. I really do. Only because I was over here by the South Tower, and when that came down, and I'll tell that story here in a bit. That was crazy. Good morning, Maria. Artlink Maria hanging out with us this morning. Uh, I was in Niagara Falls, actually. Tell us about that, Maria. Fill me in. Why were you in Niagara Falls? Maria's uh, pregnant, by the way, so congrat- congratulations, ah. Maria. She's going to kill me for that. She's not pregnant. Oh, my gosh. She she. she, she Made a mistake and said that she was, but you know she meant something different. Back to 9/11. Are coming out of the uh, of the tower. We have no idea what it was. It was a tremendous boom just a few moments ago. You can hear around me emergency vehicles heading towards the scene. I was taking the garbage out of the building when we. Look at the size of that hole. That is massive. Hmm. That gap. Now, if you've never seen the World Trade Center buildings, okay, the North Tower, the South Tower, massive, like massive. Like you look up and it's, it's, I've never seen in person any taller building. And it's a block wide, pretty much. You know what I mean? It's a wide building. Joe Quinters, his son was a, su- a month old, okay, the world I thought he would uh, grow up changed forever. Yes, sir. How to be a 737 how to hit the World Trade Center. It was a big, big plane. The 737 has crashed into this special point. Tim drives away. Right. On the roof of my building, which is about five blocks to the south of the World Trade Center, I'm looking, I'm looking right now at the World Trade Center. There's a massive gaping hole uh, on the second tower. It's about 15 stories from the roof. Oh, my God. It was, oh it really was a, weather-wise, a gorgeous day in, uh, in New York. It must have been it must have been eighty to eighty five degrees and just clear clear skies. So when we we were listening to Howard Stern at the time, okay, now he's a joke. Stern, yeah. I don't know what the hell happened to this guy. Corporate sellout now, okay. But we were uh, listening to Stern, and that's when uh, we heard that the North Tower got hit. And like everybody, we thought, what kind of idiot hit this North Tower uh, on a beautiful day like today? Over the place. Maria, I'll, I'll tell that story in just a moment. See, that's the South Tower hitting at 9.03 a.m., all right? And this was when all the cameras were on the tower. 
All right. I mean, like when you guys first heard that the North Tower was hit, right? You guys were watching. I'm sure. I'm assuming on TV when the second plane hit. I was. So it's funny. I was dropping Sarah and Samantha off at Barksdale at school. At school, mm. um, they were in elementary school, and so I was dropping them off and um, thought it was an accident. Yeah, the first one. That's right? right. And it's like, oh my gosh, how did this happen? Were they reporting on it on like the radio? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, it said, you know. We're going to interrupt this, uh -huh. you know, whatever, and this is happening. So I'm thinking it's an accident. So I'm driving down the street, and I almost get to, you know, our office. Yeah. And the second one hits. Mm. And I'm like, okay. And so at that point. You just went back to the school to pick them up. Pick them up. Okay. Yep. And bring them home. Family. Yep. Th th that was that was the goal, just be with family. Yep. Yep. Mm-hmm. And, Bill, you said you were uh, you were, uh, you were were a uh, Clarksville Police Department at the time. Yep. And, and what did you guys hear when that when at 9:03 a.m. Eastern time, 10:03 your time? That we were actually watching it on TV uh -huh. after the first hour. You know, the news came on, so they put it on TV, and yeah. we just we watched it. So. Boom! What What did you think as a cop? Well, when the first one hit, I'm I'm thinking, man, that's an idiot. Yeah. And then when the second one hit, I said, yeah, this ain't we're we're in trouble. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> So we're in this building over here. You can kind of get a glimpse of it. Not really. See, we're right over here. Yeah. And we heard the engine fly over our building because uh, Jeff was the foreman. We, uh, it was work for my father's business, okay, construction. We were gutting a building and putting in all the new stuff, all the new furniture, running all the new data lines, all that stuff right there, you know. So... This, this office building right down here in front of the South Tower on uh, Vesey Street there. Um, when we heard the first tower got hit on, on Howard Stern, Jeff goes, uh, Junior, I'm going to need you. Let's go take a look. It was smoke break. And you know me. I don't like being called Junior, but uh, that was their way of busting my balls because my father was the boss. Junior, Junior, let's, uh, let's go take smoke break. So we were going to go check out the North Tower. That's when we hear the the roaring of those engines fly overhead. And when the South Tower got oh hit, like, and then when the South Tower got hit, you, you actually, boom, you hear the boom. And uh, everything shook. Here, look. Boom. Yeah, crazy. And that's when um, there was a guy. Uh, who was it? Was it Frankie? I don't know. Someone... Someone's looking out the window and saying, oh, my God, there's uh, a beam fell. Somebody said a beam fell. We didn't know it was a second plane that hit. Because I, I forget who it was, but they're looking out the window and they're saying, I think a beam fell. Because on Broadway, because Broadway is right here. All right. Well, sorry, you can't see me pointing, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Broadway is like right here. All right. And there was debris all over the place. And uh, I, I don't know if it, I think it was a piece of a plane, actually, that was on the ground. Mm. So we start, Jeff and I, we start going down the emergency stairs, all right? And, and we open up the side doors, the emergency doors, and there they are. There's the, uh, a, a, as you can kind of see it here, the South Tower and the North Tower. And there they are. And as you can see, this black smoke just coming out of it, just like this. Oh my God! Yeah, you see, see all this debris coming down. Right. Oh 
So. Oh my goodness, there's another one. Seems to be on purpose. Oh my goodness. You think, ma'am? Now it's obvious, I think, that. Good morning, Gloria Mason. I think we have a terrorist back. So you open up those uh, emergency doors there. Yeah, that, that's a good angle, actually. And and it really looked like a movie set. And as you're coming out of the building, you got other guys behind you, too. But as soon as you open up those doors, you're, you're put in this state of shock, actually. And you're just staring at it. And these guys are coming behind you. They're pushing you out of the way, and you're just staring at it. I do remember... Um, you know, you got all these guys on the job sites, and everyone has nicknames, you know, whether it's Junior or, you know, friggin' Frankie Gloves, okay? And I do remember Machine Gun Mike, okay? Machine Gun Mike, he, he got his nickname because every time he, he had this nervous tick where he would, when he would get nervous or panicky, he would start laughing like a machine gun. <laughs> I know, but so we called it Machine Gun Mike, and he was ticking. You know what I mean, he, Junior? Uh, I, so I, I I remember that. Uh, I remember Anthony was on the job, but Jeff was the foreman. Uh, we, we got along, but we did not get along because, you know, I was a dumb kid, and you know what? He's right. I was a, I was a dumb kid, and dumb kids never admit to being dumb kids. That's why they're dumb. So, but I'm following his lead, and he's like, "All right, Junior, let's let's go see what we can do and help out." So we start walking towards the South Tower, and there there is a cop there, and the cop is saying, "Stop! You can't come any closer. You, you have to go south." And uh, and. Uh, then you look up, and you could see the people jumping out of the building. And the angle that we were watching, or at least were, were standing in front of this friggin' massive south tower now hit. The, the way that the sun was coming in, you saw the shadows or the silhouettes of these people dropping from the building. And... Ooh. I can't even imagine the uh, the watching this live because again, you know, we were in this building over here. You know, we only got we only we didn't see what the hell was going on out there. I can only imagine the panic at that time. The real panic set in for us was when we started seeing those people dropping, and they were so high up. Because, I mean, look, I get it. You jump out of this. I, I would, would you jump or would you burn? You know what I mean? If this is your scenario, do you jump or burn? Whoa. That's not a thought or a decision that was on the brain when you went to work that morning. And it's stuff like that that you can't forget. And I think people have forgotten. Or... Like like what Kelly and Bill said earlier at Riverfest, 
aren't even aware that people had that thought here in this country because it's not being taught. It's not being reminded. And that's why you should never forget and always remember where you were on 9-11 because there are 3,000 people that, that can't tell that story now. What a day to quit smoking, huh? Oof. Today's the day? Well, no, I, I cut back. But I'm having a nicotine fit right now. If I was if I was Machine Gun Mike, I'd be... <laughs> yeah, there's the North Tower. All right, so while all this is going on, there's a taxi cab, because we're just staring up. Just what can we do? Watching these bodies come down. And then... Because you got five, I think it's five World Trade Center right here, who has an awning. Because you lose sight of the people, then all of a sudden, when you're watching, you're following these silhouettes. And that's dead bodies on impact. And, and when the thumps happen, too, like you, like you see like the debris and stuff from underneath the canopy. It's, it's, it was crazy. So while all that's going on, there's a cab. Kids, there used to be this thing called taxi cabs, okay, before Uber and Lyft. There were these yellow cars that you called or hailed, and they came and got you, and you gave them money, okay, after you went somewhere of your destination. It's crazy, isn't it? After. And guess what? You could tip them, if you wanted to, in real money and in real time. So this cab is open, and he's got 1010 wins on, which is the AM station, the big news, New York uh, AM station over there. And the, the, they, they were, if they said there was, if I remember, like 20 to 25 other planes unaccounted for, okay? That was because if you remember, they were grounding flights. All flights. All flights. They were grounding them all. And the news reported that there was planes unaccounted for still out there. And that the, we just heard that the Pentagon got hit. Okay. And to be honest with you, we weren't told on that news broadcast, we just, that it was a plane. We were just told that the Pentagon was attacked and hit. So we didn't know what the hell was going on. John, John Montone, Tim Early. Yes. John Montone, 1010 Wins, was the guy doing the reporting. Thank you, Tim Early. Tim Early, uh, New York cop. Okay. Uh, Justin Nichols, the officers, EMTs, firefighters, and other emergency workers uh, saved so many lives that day. Imagine if they were if they weren't stopping people like uh, like like they did you. You know what, Justin Nichols? That's a good point. You're, you're absolutely right. So many more would have been injured or killed while trying to help. You're absolutely right, Justin Nichols. Nailed it. Never even thought about that until you just wrote that there, pud, buddy. So, yeah, 937, Pentagon gets hit. We can have that discussion another day, but... Now, when you heard, when you guys heard about the Pentagon, fill me in. What were you thinking, Kelly? Well, you know, it's funny. We 
never had we've been everywhere and blown up other people yeah you know right i mean but we've never had something happen here uh-huh and i know that it was kind of kind of centered but not really you know you've got new york and you have you know washington and so it was like okay where's the next one right and so you were expecting more right okay and so it was like for i think for those for you guys so for me it made me it was really different it's like i, I think that everyone came together um and we were all a family uh -huh. no matter who you were but what really is important is that not only did it change their lives but it changed your life yeah absolutely everybody's life was was but but even more than that uh -huh. not just like okay our perception has changed you left and you joined the military yeah he came out of the police department uh -huh. and went to go do counterterrorism. Right. And so I can't imagine where everyone would have been had this not happened. Interesting. Like, would he have? He would have probably just stayed a police officer right. forever, and and you wouldn't have here. You wouldn't have been here. That's right. That's right. Yeah. Th there would be no reason for me to speak of a place called Clarksville, Tennessee. Right. You right. never would have come. You would have been doing probably construction. Right. So it's, it's yeah, really, you're right. You're right. Yeah, I, I would have been hanging out with uh, Machine Gun Mike. That's right. That's right. <laughs> oh <my goodness. laughs> that stupid oh tick of his. We're looking at a uh, live picture from Washington, and there is smoke pouring out of the Pentagon. It would Tim Early, police headquarters. There's a major explosion. This one in the nation's There's a few uh, walkable a blocks of, away, right? Uh, there were guys uh, the, the the pension there section. Literally turning in their shields to retire, pulled their papers like a movie, and ran down there to help. I know of at least uh, one who didn't come back, one who should have been his retirement day. Right. At this point, the Pentagon, the White House, the Capitol, and the Treasury have been evacuated in uh, Washington. Bodies started dropping. Here, this is the part. All right, do you see it? Do you see the the yep. you know the silhouette? This is uh um, the top floors of the uh, tower closest to the highway. It was it was absolutely it terrible. Right. Obviously, they had two choices: to be burned into in flames or to uh, leap and end it all. Yeah, like what do you do? What do you do? Again, like here it is. Elevators are cut off at this point, all right? I think there was one working elevator on the other side of the South Tower. There's stairwells, okay? But you can't get out. You can't get out. You're, you, and imagine you're hanging out of this window, and you are, what, a thousand feet from the ground? <sighs> With not strapped in... Not harnessed in, no OSHA regulations. Okay, like you're a, like you're a window cleaner. It's you clinging to the top of the World Trade Center, and you got to debate whether you jump or burn. Lori Mason. Oh. Do you hear it? 
have seen at least 10 people fall to their death. People are jumping out the windows. Oh, they're jumping out the windows, I guess, because they're trying to save themselves. I don't know. What do you say? What do you say? Do you say, you say a prayer, I imagine, right before you, you take the plunge? And this is something, man. Yo, there is a God. His son is Jesus. Repent your ways. Serve him and praise him. And move forward. I'm just telling you. I'm, I'm not going to argue. I'm not going to debate you. I'm telling you. Do it. Do it. So 9.58, like you saw those people standing outside, you know, that were Jeff and I. And, you know, again, weather-wise, it was was really nice out. We're all standing outside. We couldn't go north, okay? We wanted to go to the Hoboken Ferry because, like uh, what Kelly did earlier, she dropped off her kids, heard about the second plane, turned around and said, nope. Grabbing my kids, I'm spending time with my family. This is, I need to be with my family. That's what we're all thinking, too, is, okay, we're stuck on this island because they cut off everything. You couldn't get the bridges. You couldn't drive on. You couldn't drive off. The only thing you could do was walk off uh, through the Brooklyn Bridge. We didn't live in Brooklyn. Stupid taxes. Of course we didn't live in Brooklyn. Idiots live in Brooklyn. We live in Jersey. Right. Well... Now I live here in Tennessee, and idiots live in Jersey. Stupid taxes. <laughs> Blue Cord Realty Clarksville.com. So, so we were going to take the Hoboken Ferry, which is Midtown Manhattan, into Jersey. Boom. And then we get a ride home from there. Too easy. But we couldn't go north because the cops were stopping us. And like Justin said, what's up, Kendrick? How you doing, brother? Amen to you, too. I hear you. So... It's about this time now where Jeff is like, all right. And we got no cell phone service. None. If you remember cell phones at that time, too, uh, mine had an antenna that you kids. So they used to have phones, okay, that not only did you flip open, but they had this thing that you pulled out called an antenna. Okay. All right. I have one of those. Right. And you thought by pulling it out, it made a difference with reception. Boy, oh, and kiddos, guess what? They also had this scam called uh, nighttime and daytime hours for calls and roaming. Right. Roaming. Unbelievable. Oh, yeah, and buttons that you actually pressed. Very good, Tim Early. Right. There was actual buttons that you pressed. And uh, everybody wasn't free, so you only your area code was free. Yo, it, or your yeah. family. What a scam. Yeah. And we had this thing called rollover minutes that they teased us with. Yeah. Because you had a certain amount of minutes that you were allowed to use each month <laughs> because mommy and daddy telephone company said so. And if you didn't go over it, well, if you were lucky enough, they let you have those extra months, extra minutes next month. 
such a scam. The friggin' daytime and nighttime <laughs> rates. You know, you know we're sounding ancient. Yes. Yeah. Okay, okay, sorry. It's not about us getting old. It's, it's about never forgetting, always remembering 9-11. So now it's 9.58, okay? And you hear this crack. You, you hear it. You, you hear break. You hear the sound of break. And you look up, and it's a South Tower. And that's the building that we're standing in front of. And it just starts rumbling and crumbling down. And see all this. So now, as you're looking up, again, stunned, Jeff Jr. run. And he grabs my collar because, again, like me and other people, you're just staring at this as it's coming down. On top of you, you're not even realizing. Move. You know, uh, Acura Bob, that's a great question. Who did it? Uh, Acura Bob, I hear you, and I got questions, especially about Building 7. Because as we're running, and I saw Building 7 down there that day as we're running, but... We'll get to that in a moment. Now, you can't outrun this, by the way. All right? Because we're booking, and I'm following Jeff. And like I said, we wanted to get to the Hoboken Ferry, but we couldn't go north. So we're running now south. And I'm following him, and he's taking us to the Staten Island Ferry, which is going to get us off the island. But so we're booking, we're running. You can't, you don't outrun this. And what's not only is it just these, it looks like solid clouds of just shit. Let me just say it, okay? It looks like just pure evil toxin shit right here, okay? And you can't outrun it. And it's not just clouds. There is, there. There is solid material following. And that's when you hear, you first you hear it, then you feel it, because it was now this warm. It was warm. And you also taste it. And I still get the chemical taste, you know, like it's a part of the memory, you know? And the chemical taste, because it starts, and then it hits you. And you can't see. And then all of a sudden, the, the, the pinging of all this other crap that, that's being pushed with it. And, it, and, it's, and it's sharp. It's sharp. And you can't see. You can't see. Yeah, I know, Justin. I know. Everyone, like in this footage here, you, you see people carrying their, their briefcases. And where we were, everyone just dropped whatever the hell they were holding or carrying. 
You saw purses, high heels. Forget them. Run, run. Yep. There was an alley where it turns the corner, and that's when I look back, and you—that's when you go, "Oh my God!" And you—you know it's not alive, but in the back of your brain, you go, "Yo, this is alive. This thing is coming. This thing is coming, for not good intentions." Yeah, check this out. It just swallows everything. Didn't matter where you ran. You know what I mean? Like, did you see it just come out of the alley? And just say, no, no, I got you. And then it just swallows you. And you hear, like you hear those sirens, right? Okay. You also heard, I think it was the firefighters who had these things that chirped. To let them or people know where they were, if they were trying to be found, or if they were, I think, Tim, Tim Early in the comments, you would know. Did the NY Fire Department have these things that chirped, that made noises? I think they did. Nuno in the comments. Uh, I was in court again at the exact moment. The, uh, the accusation's absolute nonsense, so we were happy and laughing, and my... Uh, yeah, I'll read that. No, no, it's quite the quite the paragraph you got there. I'll get back to that in a moment. And uh, Tim Early, it's called a pass alarm. Okay, thank you. Right. Uh, if you if you don't move uh, two minutes, it goes off. Okay. I get it. A pass out. Right. It's to find you if you pass out. So it's dark. Okay. So. While all this is happening, it just, I'm running on to, I, I saw people jumping into the Hudson River, okay, because, uh, you know, Manhattan's an island here, you got the, uh, the Hudson River, okay, on the west, all right, and uh, the East River on the east, go figure, and, but uh, on the, I saw them jumping into, and they were straddling the barrier, assessing whether to jump or not, you know, because it's not like it's a, you know, you walk down, there's a beach, you know, you got to jump a little bit into, into the Hudson there. So, and that was at Battery Park. I remember that guy. The guy, the guy looked like Charles Barkley to me for some reason. That memory sticks out. A, a, a thinner Charles Barkley. Maybe a Barkley from the 80s, his 76er days. Okay, if that helps with the vision. Uh... <laughs> Tim Early goes, the cloud is probably cleaner than the Hudson River. <laughs> Tim, he's probably right, though. All right. So I'm following Jeff, and they're closing the doors to the ferry, and he goes, hold those fucking doors. Hold those fucking doors. And there's two other people following us as well, too. So we jump on, 
And now the 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 gray part is over. Now it's the black stuff. Okay, it was gray first, and then it was see this black stuff that's on the screen now. This is what hits us, and and you can't see anything. And people are screaming for doctors, screaming to open open the windows. People panic. It's panic, and you're covered in this crap. And again, it was just. It was a warm 80 to 85 degree day. And the, yeah, the cuts, the cuts. And you don't know. You don't know what the hell's will happen. You don't know. You do hear, though. You do hear, again, the, the screaming, the sirens, the alarms. You also hear the foghorns of the ferries. There's about seven boats in that harbor. Can't see anything. All full of people, just like this one, the Staten Island one that we're on. And they're all communicating, okay, with their foghorn. And they're getting the hell out of there and not running into each other. That stuck out. That was interesting for me anyway, being on the ass end of that boat here and that. I... Mm. So we get about halfway to Staten Island. Oh, yeah, all that crap. All those people that died afterwards from all this inhale and intake, right? So we get about halfway to Staten Island, and that's when we can see again. Now, this is, uh, this is uh, an alleged recording. I have to say that now. It's unfortunate. But this is an alleged recording from uh, Flight 93, the plane that went down in Shanksville, Pennsylvania. Bill, what what was that uh, allegedly was supposed to be talking about? Was that the Capitol or the White House? Do we know that? Has that ever been? I think it was headed for the White House. The White House. Yeah. Okay. So, and this is the one where uh, the... Let's roll, right? Remember uh, Glick and Nichols, I think, were the passengers. Another plane has crashed. It's one about 80 miles south of Pittsburgh. These are the first pictures we have in. Uh, this is from Somerset County, Pennsylvania. This is where the United Airlines Flight 93, this was a Boeing 757 bound from Newark, New Jersey to San Francisco. It crashed in Somerset County, Pennsylvania near the town. Now remember, all of these planes, these four planes, okay, the two that uh, that ended up in New York, the one that ended up in D.C., and the one that was was ended up going down in uh, Pennsylvania, were all flights across the for the West Coast. So they were full of fuel, right? Full of fuel, right? Town of Shanksville. Yeah, the, the patches overtook the cockpit. Right, right, Justin. Right, yeah. Yes. Why did he land? Because he, 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 he did not land. There's nothing there. 
we are getting information, according to the Associated Press, that there was a passenger on that flight who dialed 911, and he was calling emergency officials saying that he was being, quote, hijacked. We are being hijacked. There was a soft-spoken, calm gentleman on the other end. He told me that there's three people that have taken over the flight. At that point, I asked him his name. He told me, Todd Beamer. Todd Beamer. I feel that Todd played a great role in that because when he told the guys, are you ready, then they responded to him, and he said, okay, let's roll. Today, our fellow citizens, our way of life, our very freedom came under attack. And then, yeah, the, series of the North Tower came down. Terrorist acts. The victims were moms and dads, friends and neighbors. Thousands of lives were suddenly ended by evil, despicable acts of terror. The pictures of airplanes flying in the buildings, fires burning, huge structures collapsing, have filled us with disbelief, terrible sadness. Now about this quiet, point here, unyielding anger. This was uh, we're about These halfway to Staten Island on that ferry to frighten our nation into chaos and retreat. And uh, yeah, we're about failed. over here. Our country is strong. And a that's when the North Tower came down. To defend a great nation. Terrorist attacks can shake the foundations of our biggest buildings, but they cannot touch the foundation of America. These acts shatter steel, but they cannot dent the steel of American resolve. America was targeted for attack because we're the brightest beacon for freedom and opportunity in the world. Hit and burn for about two hours. And then they come down. Yeah. World, and no one will keep that light from shining. Today, our nation saw evil, the very worst of human nature. And we responded with the best of America, with the daring of our rescue workers. When they came down, what, what was on the brain, Kelly? What was on the mind? It was almost like it was fake. I mean, how does that happen? Right. How does that happen? Yeah. I mean, it was just... I don't know. Right. It was, I mean, it was almost like watch. Well, you know, we didn't really have video games the way that we have now, but it yeah. was just disbelief. And mm -hmm. How? 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 I still have that question today. With I really do. For I question everything now. I'm sorry. I'm sorry if you want to call me wackadoo or whatever. I question everything now. And if you don't, you're the wackadoo. <laughs> What's up, KG? You're right, KG. It was like watching a movie, right? Yeah. See, I didn't get a chance to watch it live on the TV, but even watching it in person with this, with this stuff all over you and cut and oh, now it's clumping, you know, now it's clumping up on you and, and the taste and everyone's got reverse raccoon eyes, you know what I mean? Just, and, and even with this stuff on you, it still is like, is this real? Is this real? Even though it's like, yo, this is real, bro. This is real. ...and neighbors who came to give blood. Thank you, Lori. You're not alone either. ...any way they could. Immediately following the first attack, I implemented our government's emergency response plans. Our military is powerful, and it's prepared. Our emergency teams are working in New York City and Washington, D.C. to help with local rescue efforts. Our first priority is to get help to those who have been injured and to take every precaution 
to protect our citizens at home and around the world from further attacks. The search is underway for those who are behind these evil acts. I've directed the full resources of our intelligence and law enforcement communities Jeez. to find those responsible and to bring them to justice. Yeah, I'll never forget. I'll never forget this rolling thunder coming your way and then just swallowing you and then wondering if this is it. I've only had that thought a few other times. One of them was in uh, was down there at the South Tower. Another one was in Kandahar in the IED fields where we got the stupid us. We got, I guess stupid us. We got set up. And uh, and we're in this IED field, and they they're on, they're on their firing points uh, along the tree line, and and that's when every you know when you take a step and you go is this it, and you're just taking another step and you go is this it, is this it? it, it's it's a strange feeling, but there was there is some type of calm, or at least for me there was a type of calm in both scenarios, and believe you me, I. I'm not a victim. Mm -mm, mm -mm, mm -mm. My story may be different than yours, but it is not better than yours. It, it may be more detailed than yours, but it has the same substance and relevance as yours. I am, this is not about me. I'm just trying to help you remember where you were that day and help you remember why it's important to remember. Okay, that, that's, my, that's my thing. That's it. So with that being said, there is, is this angelic calmness and feeling almost like a, a guidance over you? Especially in Afghanistan when and guys are getting hit and blown up. Go here, Joe. Go here. Take, take it easy. Walk here. Okay. Whether that's training kicking in or a combination of divine guidance, I'll take it. I hope you have it too. I really do. But yeah, I only experienced that here at 9-11 where there was no training on what to do when a building comes down on top of you in Afghanistan. We will make no distinction between the terrorists who committed these acts and those who harbor them. I appreciate so very much the yes, members Murray, of Yes, Murray, I believe so too. Strongly Spirit of the Lord, I really attacks. do. And on behalf of the American people, Oh, this I thank the many world leaders who have called ping, and their poof. condolences, and we stand and together to win the war. Then you lose sight terrorism. of people. You don't. You know. Tonight, I ask for your prayers for all those who grieve, for the children whose worlds have been shattered, for all whose sense of safety and security has been threatened, and I pray they will be comforted by a power greater than any of us, spoken through the ages in Psalm 23. Even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I fear no evil, for you are with me. Can you imagine? This is a day when all Americans from every walk of life unite in our resolve for justice and peace. America has stood down enemies before, and we will do so this time. Yeah, Tim Murley, Justin in the comments, I agree. Whatever your thoughts on government, okay? Whatever your thoughts on reliance uh, on whatever okay B being taken care for by the government getting information from news media whatever all i know is when the shit hit the fan people stepped up real people common people people who are oblivious 
dumb 21-year-old idiots, okay, who thought that it was cool to be to have floor mats for your Firebird that said Joe Padushpig, okay? Oh, boy, dummy. But you had people there, didn't care if you were dummy or not. They grabbed you and said, run. There is still hope. There is still hope for us. It's not much, but still there. None of us will ever forget this day. Yet we go forward to defend freedom and all yes, that is Maria, good you're right. and just in our world. Thank you. Good night. And God bless America. And whatever you think of that guy, whatever. I hear you. I hear you. But yeah. So we finally get into Staten Island, right? Jeff and I. And we're covered in all this crap. And there's people on Staten Island all lined up there watching it. You know what I mean? W watching because, you know, Staten Island's here and you got Manhattan Island right there. And we get off and they're like, oh, well, what happened? And, and again, we're clueless. What we, what we just watched right here, we had no understanding of what the hell happened from a bird's eye looking in. You know, we... We haven't seen a TV set. All we had was that radio that was from the taxi cab saying about, oh, we got to get the hell off of this island. So finally, Jeff has got a plan because like Kelly said earlier, just wanted to be with family. All right, so Jeff is like, all right, we're going we're gonna to walk uh, Staten Island, Victory Boulevard, okay? Victory Boulevard runs the length of Staten Island. He knows of this, uh, uh, this car rental place. All right, and uh, you know we're gonna rent the car and then drive over the Gothels Bridge into Jersey, and then they're gonna drop me off because my car is uh, in Paramus. Blah blah blah. Long story short, so we get to we're walking up there, and um, it's a hell of a walk. It was again warm. I do remember Jeff taking off his shirt, okay, and he had kind of like man boobs, and I I wanted to make a joke, and I kind of did, but I kind of didn't. I remember that again. Don't be a dumb 21-year-old kid. Be at least a, a, an idiot 21-year-old kid. So we get to the uh, we, we get to the, the car rental place, and the car rental guy's like, nah, no, you know, the island's quarantined. Again, I, everything's quarantined. You can't get on, you can't get off, okay? So, you know, long story short, Jeff, he just wants to get home to his wife and his kid. His kid's just a little baby at this time. And uh, he's like, no, no, screw it, screw it. We'll, we'll just walk across the bridge. We'll walk across the, the Gothels Bridge. And if you know the Gothels Bridge, that's not a fun walk. So we start heading back to Victory Boulevard, heading back down. I mean, we're talking about like five hours of, uh, of just walking and hiking and trekking here. But uh, before we get to Victory Boulevard, we see a bar, this really like dive bar, this worker's bar, a blue-collar bar. And... Uh, Jeff goes, come on, let's go grab a beer, you know? Because now it's about noon. It's about noon, noon, noon 30. And uh, we walk in there, and it's like, you know, when someone walks in, in the movies, when the record scratches and everyone looks at the people walking in. It was like that. It was like that. And uh, because here we are, we're filthy, okay? Jeff put his shirt back on, by the way, just to let you know, okay? So we're filthy, 
And the bartender, he, he, you know, when he points over to a slop sink, a slop sink is this big, big basin sink where you just wash stuff. And so he points at the slop sink, and then he goes, uh, here, sit down, I'll grab you a couple of beers. So we're, we're, we wash up, and we finally get to see the TVs because they've got TVs up there. Now, kids, back then, TVs used to have backs to them, all right? They, they weren't these flat things, all right? They used to have these backs to them that were kind of slanted, right? Mm-hmm. And they had, uh, some of them even had these weird things on top of them. Antennas, right? And those you pulled out too. And most of the time you broke them. Most of the time. And then most of the time, your, 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 your parents would be mad at you when you would be playing with them and they break. Speaking of the parents, this is at this point, there's no communication because once again, the cell phones are down. And you're talking, you're trying, you're trying to communicate. Again, I work to my father. My father know, knows that we're all down there, okay? He can't get in contact with any of us. He knows we're the type of people, hey, we got to do something. Let's go help. My mother knows we're down there because, you know, she knows. No way, and we're trying to call them, especially while we're doing our walk across, uh, in Staten Island. And, but nonetheless, they, uh, th- my phone started dinging. Voicemails, voicemails. Finally, we got some reception. Voicemail, voicemail, voicemail. So we wash up at that bar, and the guy gets us some, it was Coors Light, I got it wasn't Bud Light, so I don't have to add that to the story. But yeah, it was Coors Light. It was two Coors Lights, and I, I think he had some food, like bar food, you know, the just some bar sandwiches or whatever. Which was like, thanks, man. Oof, and water, and water. So I go outside, and I, in the voicemail, my father yelling. You know what I mean? Old school Italian dads, that when they yell at you, that's them showing affection, that they care. Well, I didn't realize this until maybe four years ago. But and nonetheless, so I, I, call, I call the warehouse, the office where he is. He's at headquarters. I go, uh, Daddy-o. Where the fuck are you? What, what are you doing? And... And I go, we're okay, we're okay. You know, where's Jim? The, 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 where's Anthony? Where, where's Mike? I, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know where they are. I don't know. And I go, we're on Staten Island. Staten Island? Why don't you take the Hoboken Ferry? I go, I go I, I, we tried to. You, you can't, you know what I mean? He's just, it's his way of saying, oh, thank God. Thank you. Thank you, Jesus. Right. It's the weirdest way of saying thank you, Jesus. But it's the way, right. Did you call your mother? Did you call, call, call your mother? Right. So, and he wants to talk to Jeff. So he talks to Jeff, okay? The foreman. The guy. Right. All right, so I call my mother. And, uh, oh, my baby. You know, right. And then that's when, I, oh, God, I can't. I don't, I don't want to cry. Right. And my sisters, they're all home, okay? And then, where are you, Staten Island? What did you take the whole boat? I don't want to. 
And as soon as I heard all this, this is like, yeah, I just want to go home. I just, I just want to go home. That's what everybody, and that's why I love hearing your guys' stories because it, there's so many common denominators. I, I just want to go home. I just want to be with my family. Jeff, he just wants to go home. My father, he's like, hey, because he knows that we can't get on or off. He knows everything's quarantined. He knows everything's shut down, locked down. He goes, listen, I'll call, I'll, I'll call Uncle Nicky. He's got a guy. You could stay in Staten Island. I'm just like, no, we just want to go home. Just want to go home. So Jeff calls his wife. We're like, all right. Jeff, uh, the, the bartender said, don't worry about the food or drinks or whatever. It, uh, Jeff goes, mm, cash, right? Everything's cash with Jeff. Everything. <clears throat> Wish I had some that day. Now, for, for, the, for like three years after this, you know, you owe me like 300 bucks. Okay, because he had to pay for everything all, all, all right the whole day. <laughs> Stupid me. So we start walking back. We see another bar, the Anguana Cafe, I believe it was called. And we go, yeah, one more beer. Let's just have one more beer. So we go in the Iguana Cafe. Again, you know, we're at least a little bit more clean, but everyone's in there. Everyone's in the bar. Either you're home or at the bar with your friends or family, whatever. Watching the TVs, watching the TVs. That's when we saw George uh, Bush go on the screen and say stuff. And, uh, yeah, yeah. And then uh, we grab another beer. and uh, We'll call this one guy... Fat Sal, okay, comes, no, you know, Junior, are you in here? It's the guy that I believe Uncle Nicky called to pick us up. <laughs> you know? No. I think he knew Jeff. I, I know, I know who he is. I don't know him, though. I don't want to know him. So, you know, Hey, Fat Sal, what's up, Junior? Come on, let's go. You know, you, you're gonna you're gonna stay with me. I think him and Jeff had beef. I, I don't even know. So, Jeff goes, "Hey, man, uh, can you just give us a ride to the to the to the bridge?" He goes, "Yeah, the bridge is closed." I know. Can you just give us a ride there? So we get in his Cadillac. Guess who's in his Cadillac? His family. His wife is in the passenger seat. Okay, the two kids are in the middle. Sitting next to me and Jeff now, who are in the back seat. Cadillac's big back seats. That's why they have kids. So we're sitting there, and they're asking, what happened? Oh, my God. You know, and we're just like, listen, you know just as much as we do, blah, blah, blah. And thanks. You know, we finally get to the Gothel's Bridge. He lets us out. Jeff tries to give him money. The guy's like, no, no, no. I don't want your freaking money. Just, all right, thank you, thank you, Fat Sal. We'll call him Fat Sal. So we get to the bridge. There's a cop there. And the cop goes, yeah, what are you guys going to do? What are you, what are, what are you going to do? And Jeff is like, hey, can we walk across the bridge? And I think Jeff tried to give him money, too, the cop. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah. So the cop goes, no, like, you're not walking across the bridge. Get in the car, and we'll take you over. So we tell him a story. And the cop's like, yeah, you should have taken the Hoboken Ferry. We go, we know. <laughs> Enough about the Hoboken Ferry. <laughs> uh, so... <laughs> He takes us across, and yeah, Jeff did try. Hey, 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 thanks, officer. You know, thanks. Yeah. The cop's like, I can't. All right, fine. So we get across. Now we're in Jersey, finally. 
But man, it is, it's like five miles of, because, hey, they shut down traffic. Well, where are you going to go if you're on a highway? They shut down traffic. You're stuck in your car right there. You can't back up. You can't go forward. You're stuck. It was a miles of just people outside their cars. They see this cop drop off these people and they're like, now they want rides. And the cop gets back and he goes, oh my God, you know, everyone's, what, 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 what's going on? We go, we don't know. We just, so we, we walked through this part of Jersey, okay? Because the Jeff, again, this guy's a smart man. He's a smart man. And again, I wish I did him more proud. But um, we walked to get to Route 1 and 9, where Jeff is going to do his Teamster friggin', hey, here's my Teamster friggin' hitchhike signal. Other truck drivers help us. Union, yeah, union, right. <laughs> Hey, you know, we're going to vote for we're going to vote for politicians who want illegal immigrants taking our jobs, but we don't care. Yeah, union. Okay, but that's a different story. We'll get into that another day. So, we have to walk through this ghetto part of Jersey. Okay? And oh boy. We maybe we shouldn't have washed the crap off of our skin. Okay? If that make if that helps paint the picture here. White guys do not go in this part of town at this time, okay? That's all. It's in the evening. It's dark outside now. White boys don't walk through this part of the neighborhood, but we got to because we got nowhere else to go because we have to cut through because we have to get to Route 109, and we're not, we're, we're just done. This kid comes out. He goes, you guys okay? Everything okay? He goes, yeah, yeah, just, you guys are good. Just keep walking, man. Just, just you know, I get it. So, yeah, you know, we got the pass. We get through to Route 1 and 9. And let me tell you, while we're walking, everybody was out on their stoop or porch with the radio or one of these little... See, back in the day, they used to have this portable TV with this antenna, okay? <laughs> Called a Watchman. Right. Oh, my God. Remember those? Oh, my gosh. I forgot right. about this. <laughs> so everybody was out watching or listening. Just listening for, I, I, I don't even know, were there even updates? I don't even know that day. So we get to Route 1 and 9. Jeff does his thing. Nobody's pulling over. I knew it was a friggin' ruse or whatever. And as soon as I thought that and said that, some guy pulls over. It's this nervous guy, this nervous truck driver from Haiti. Jean. Jean. Or Jean. Right? Jean. Jean. It's Jean, but with Z. Right. It's a French thing, because I think France was, I don't, I don't know. I don't, I don't, all I know is this guy was nervous AF. Because he pulls over. We, we walk around to the driver's side. He rolls down the window. The first thing he says to me, you going to rob me? You going to rob me? But the guy still felt compelled to pull over, even though he thought, like, hey, you guys going to rob me? Is this... And Jeff was like, nah, man, nah, we, we, we just need to get home. We need to get to Mawa, New Jersey, which is right on the, the land border of uh, Jersey and New York. Because that's where Jeff lives. That's where the headquarters is. And my car is just a little bit way down because Jeff and I carpooled into the city that morning. Because his car is, his car was in battery parking garage. I don't even know what happened to that car. Wow. So Jean goes, okay, okay, yeah, no, I, I, I go to, I think he was going to LaGuardia Airport. We're like, you're not going to any airport today, Jean. No way. He's like, no, I have delivery. I must take, I must take. So we're driving along. 
And this guy had this, he had a nervous tick. His was snapping. He, the guy was snapping his fingers the whole time. I remember Jeff, because I had to, um, I had to ride bitch. Is it what I think it's called? Okay. No offense. Just if you're not the window seat guy, you're in the middle. That's uh, called riding bitch. So uh, Jeff keeps nudging me and pointing at Jean, and he's asking questions. And, and you know, we're like, hey, John, take it easy, man. We, we, you know, thank you for the ride. And he's telling us about his family in Haiti. I think it was Haiti. I really do. And you know, hey, he's just—he's he's with the union. He's with the Teamsters now, and he's working hard. And his family's uh, making their way into this country legally. Sorry, sorry, yeah, yeah. but you know, right? All right, all right. Long story short, because we got to get out of here. I'm sorry, I'm just rambling now. We finally got home. Finally made it home. All right. I saw Jeff walk up. To his condo, and his wife ran out to, to greet him and meet him and hold him and hug him and kiss him. And then I saw him go inside, and I, I'm assuming to kiss his child or take a leak. Who knows? Probably both. And then he walks out. He's we got his wife's Durango. He takes me to my car. I get in my car. I plug in my phone charger because the phone's dead at this point. More messages. I get one from my sister Stephanie, my older sister. And uh, her message is, I'm at Michelle's house, who I had a crush on, so I said, I'll be right there. <laughs> I remember stopping off and seeing her and just telling them. Hey, and then I get to my parents' house, and they have a garage where you punch in the thing, and the door opens, the garage door opens. And uh, open it up, and there's my mom standing with the door, and oh, my baby. And uh, I hug her, I go home and I love you and my father he's awake he goes you okay I go yeah yeah I'm all right I'm all right and he I sit down on the couch there in the family room he gives me something to eat I think he gave me some of his back pain pills Vicodin I think I don't even know but the mission was to get home and we were all home so yeah Kelly I get what you say you know uh you know, just wanted to be my family that's it you know, 9-11 never forget always remember Love to hear your stories. Please put them in the comments. Sorry, guys. I didn't realize what time it was. <sighs> Crazy world, right, Bill? Crazy world. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. I love hearing your story every year. It, it brings everything back, and so um, it's worth being silent and not talking to hear what you have to say. Well, l like stated earlier, it's only because... You, you got the 3,000 people that, that were never, weren't given a chance to remember where they were on that day. And Maria, you're welcome. Yeah, no, it's, a, uh, it's crazy. It, it, it's, it gets more in-depth, but that's for another day. I think we uh, just move forward today. Don't say happy 9-11 day. Move forward and ask somebody, hey, where were you on 9-11? I would love to hear your story. Even if it's, man, I, I was in third grade. Ask questions. Hey, did they bring in a TV? Did you, did you watch? Did you ask. Today, make that a thing. Hey, where were you on 
And if you got a kid that wasn't even born yet, tell them your story. Fill them in. As Bill said earlier, do you want to repeat itself? Right? Yeah. All right. All right, let's get out of here. Tim Early, uh, I'm shocked uh, there's no 9-11 sales on used cars yet. Yeah, yeah, that's coming one day, right? Right? One day. There's a, I wanted to remind you, so Daryl Worley. Who oh, did, yes. Who did a song yes. called Have You Forgotten. Uh-huh. Um, actually did a remake of that song about where we are today. Yeah. And it's really sad. Let me see. I, I, I don't know if we could play with copyright issues, yeah, but, but I'm going to check that out. Yeah. Uh, have You Forgotten? And it's a remake by Daryl Worley. Okay. And uh, it's really, uh, like I said, it's really sad. How it could make 9-11 sadder than what it is, I have no idea, but it does, actually. Wow, 13 years ago. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. It's. I think it's the Have We Forgotten. Oh, okay. So oh, four days ago. Yep. Okay, yeah. Yeah. Let me take a look. Yeah. Honestly, have you forgotten? Did you wake up today, not, you know, not realizing that uh, 22 years ago, this nation uh, was under attack? And again, from outside, from inside, I'm just saying, when this nation and its people are under attack. Our best days are gone. Yeah, I... I all right. I, I can't play it. I, I want to, and I will. Just copyright, the, they'll, they'll, they'll kick us off a of broadcast right here. But I'm going to check this out, and then next time, uh, maybe this afternoon, I'll preface it as a, a video reaction, a reaction video. Mm. But everybody that's listening, you should listen to this because Have we forgotten? Have we forgotten? Mm. And we have. Yeah. yeah. Oh, abso- absolutely. 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 I stole that from you. Oh, thanks. <laughs> nice ding. Thank you. Get a, here, you want a big ding? How about a ding ding? There you go. All right, let's get out of here. I love it. But hey, never forget, always remember where you were. 2001, September 11th. That was a Tuesday. That was a Tuesday morning. Yeah. Crazy. All right. Well, let's... uh. Let's take care of some sponsors here. Hopefully you don't mind. Don't forget to like, subscribe. Hey, keep the comments coming. And again, tell me your story. All right? Even if it's in the comments. I would love to know. Hey, water dogs. Scuba dive. They were set up this weekend at Riverfest. Did you see their big pool? I did not you, get away from Oh, yeah, I'm sure. I yeah. bet. I bet. But yeah, water dogs. Go scuba diving. All right? And great way to burn calories. You don't even know it. Right? Got to get certified, and that's where Water Dog comes in. Plus, CPR training. Yes, CPR, mouth-to-mouth. They know it. Uh, oh, they were next to Artlink. Maria, Maria of Artlink. Now, Kelly, you and Artlink Maria, you two have beef. Uh, what is that about? We do? I'm just trying to stir the pot. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just trying. Sorry, I don't have beef with anybody. Except for Tennessee Valley Brewing Company, right? I love them. Oh, damn it. But, but yeah, 125 Franklin Street. Their new downtown location's amazing. Yeah. Oh, good for them. Huge kitchen. And they have uh, trivia on Tuesdays, award-winning trivia. I don't know who hosts it or pu- puts it together or, you know, spends about six hours 
platforming this type of game show for the people. But whoever it is, good for them because it is fantastic. Got to be an awesome show host. I know, I know. It takes too long to put together. All right. Um. Yep. Oh, yes, here it is. Yo, whether you're buying a house, whether you're selling a house, whether it's an apartment you need uh, or you got property that you need managed, man, then you want the best brokerage that there is. And you know who that is. <clears throat> it's Blue Cord Realty Oh my. Testify. Yeah, that's what I do every morning and afternoon. Oh, well. Blue Cord Realty <laughs> Sorry, Bill. I suck at singing. I'm working on it, though. All right. And I think, uh, well, all we got left is uh, don't forget about trivia on Wednesdays at Skyline 500. Hey, have you been up there? I have not. Oh, this is awesome. I love Shelby's trio. And I love the rooftop. What a view. What a view of downtown Clarksville in the arena. Beautiful. Yeah, check us out. Skyline 500 Rooftop Trivia. Wednesdays, 7 o'clock. All right. Is that everyone? Oh, I can't forget. Uh... Yeah, office now. Yeah. Hey, if you're a business owner and you want to be surrounded by like-minded entrepreneurs and you need an address... Hey, come check us out, all right? Hey, if you're looking for suites and stuff like that, this is perfect for you. If you want an actual business building location, bluecordrealtclarksville.com. Sorry. All right, I think we're done now. Maria goes, Kelly, you're awesome. Maria's a known liar, by the way. Oh, thanks. Oh, no, I'm telling you. I'm going to poison your turkey this year. You two. No, no, please don't. It's so good. <laughs> Every year it's so good. I'm just trying. I, I, want you, uh, I want you guys to do a mud wrestling match for charity. For charity, of course. All right. Let's get out of here. Maria's here on, uh, on Wednesday, by the way, in the mornings. She's good. We do a uh, segment called... Uh, uh, it's uh, Word on Wednesday, right? She brings a Bible scripture to the table. We go over it. And I school her some way, somehow, in, in her own thing. But All right. Bill, uh, got any messages before we uh, we head out? Anything? Just come see us at Blue Court Realty. Yeah. yeah. We'll take care of your needs. And It's the truth. They got, they, got, they got a whole team. Whole team that will take care of you. All right. Hey, thanks for being here today, Bill. Hey, thanks for letting me. I, I appreciate it. I do. Yeah. Kelly? I appreciate you. Oh, forget about it. Too easy. Kelly, you got anything? I don't. Just thank you for allowing us to come here for this tribute show. And, um, yeah, that would meant a lot. It made our day. No, it, it's... Thank God I wasn't alone. Yep. Not only just back then, now, I appreciate it. Family. You're never alone. Right. Right. You're never alone if you have family. Even if you don't like your family. See, I'm lucky. I got I got family that I love back there, and I got family that I love back here. Or here. Right. Something like that. Right. So, yeah, hey, you know, have family. And if you think you're alone, you're not. Jesus. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Absolutely. All right. Hey, don't forget, uh, write back what is wrong, okay, and then move along to the next one. 
All right, this was uh, the local news that uh, you needed to know. Absolutely. Right back.